You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 36 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with dual MVP in Azure and Office Apps and Services, Alistair Pugin. Hey, this is Christian Buckley. This is another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here with Alistair. Alistair, good morning. Good right now. I'm not too sure where everyone in the world is, but hello, hello, and hello. This is one of those fun times where we're trying to find, like I'm sending you invites, we're trying to set this up. I'm not really paying attention to the zones. In fact, I was on my Surface Pro remote and I didn't have it set up with the time zones in the calendar. So I sent you those first couple, it was like, what, like two, three in the morning. I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. He's but if you sent it to me a week earlier, I would have been on your time zone. And I, that's right. Oh, that's right. You were just over here. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, I was in the US for about three weeks, yeah, about 17 days. What were you doing over here? Uh, well, first, you got to introduce yourself. Do the full introduction, who you are, what you do, and then we can talk. Welcome to MVP Buzz Chat with your host, Alistair Pugin, and I've got my co-host, Christian Beck. Uh, for those who don't know me, I reside in Johannesburg, South Africa. I've been doing MVP stuff for about four years now, and I've been involved in the community for as long as I can remember. I do podcasts, webinars, uh, hit me up on at regarding 365. You'll be able to find a whole bunch of us there, and I think Christian also. Which I just noticed, and you're doing like the sideways thing. You've got the wall behind you that you put together. Is that actual brick, or is that wallpaper? That's wallpaper, all wallpaper. Very nice, nicely done, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, with your, uh, go ahead, you know, the rest of who is this Alistair person? I'll just, I'll, I'll That is, if, if you want to find out a bit more about me, go to alistairpugin.net or go to whoisal.com. And yeah, that's about it, really. I, well, I do stuff this time. And you've been over here, uh, how many times this year have you made it over to the US? Uh, three, it should have been four, but then it became a problem with the German embassy and my visa. Well, but it would have been four. It would have been four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, now I have uh, two passports: one for the U.S. and one for Germany. And that's the way to do it. Uh, what, and what's what name is the other passport under? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the so. honorable Jim James. Yeah. I was going to make some jokes about uh, uh, about uh, being a mule and uh, and and balloons filled with substance uh, and but, body but orifices, but I won't go there. The, I won't go there. But that's the thing, apparently. So Africa, according to the German embassy, well, according to my travel agent, Africa has been lit up as mules. So the reason why it didn't take two days like it did last year, and it took three weeks, was because they scrutinize you and also because it's a shame they actually ask each of the states to give a yay. Oh, right now it would be so great if I had some rubber gloves that I could put one on and just kind of make that, that snapping noise. But I, I watched the guy swap gloves uh, uh, coming out of Frankfurt because they swiped my bag and the machine made a noise. Ho hopefully they're using Purell in between, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah. but well, so, uh, you, I mean, you, you were just at Ignite. So it was the last time you, uh, well, you were over here this last time I and mean, Ignite just before that. So that was yeah. pretty rapid fire um, doing those trips. Two, two and a bit weeks. Yeah. What was that? What was the most recent one you were doing? 
I, I came. I did Seattle. I well, LA, Seattle, skipped New Orleans, and did Puerto Rico. So two events: Shepherd Saturday, Redmond, um, where we initially met yep. uh, back in 2011. Yep. And they was the first Saturday. one. I think it was the first one that I ran there in 2011. Oh, it's when I came to get my uh, authentic SharePoint shirt. Of course, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, so, by the yeah. way, I just, I was, uh, so my, I, I'll have, I'll show you after the recording here. It's like, so I've got my man cave slash uh, office. This whole basement is my, my lair down here. And I was going through boxes. I still have tons of stuff to go through. And I came up with my, my only remaining original V1 wow. Uh, wow. Uh, share, SharePoint shirt. It's a size small, so I can't fit into it. So I, I couldn't find that one. So I cut up mine for the share quilt, you know. Okay, all right. But uh, so, but, so Alistair, let, let's dig into the the technology side of things. So, uh, you know, what are you out talking about? What's kind of your uh, topic du jour these days? Right now, it's actually quite interesting that you mentioned that. I've always been a bit about information security, coming from the old days where it actually mattered, uh, with products like Adobe Policy Server before SharePoint grew up into what it is today. Back in the old days, we used to do the open text content. Well, it's called Content Server now, but it used to be called LiveLink, FileNet, Documentum, and then Adobe showed up with their policy standards. So it's always about information security. When I say information security, I'm talking about document security. And for the last, I, I actually cannot remember how long I've been talking about this because we built office protectors for Search Server 2008. That's how long I've been doing security. And for the last probably just over 16 months, probably 18 months, I've been talking about rights management for SharePoint Online and all these other things. And it's now become Azure Information Protection. And I know for a fact when I do these sessions, I'll get five people. At SharePoint Saturday Office 365 Saturday Redmond, I had 50 people in my session. And it just sort of, it's literally let out. Why? And I, I think I wrote a blog post about it. People are sharing the contents. Microsoft's message from Ignite last year, share with contents, consolidate your files with the one. And that's what people are doing, right? They're sharing their content. And the IT departments are saying, we want to stop this. And then they go and say, no sharing with anonymous. And you have World War Three right in the building. Now they need a, I was, I was going to say that, you, you know, you see kind of the cycles around that where, uh, you know, the, the waves of technology that come through that open things up, make it very easy for people to share and collaborate and do things. Uh, a lot of times, though, uh, uh, I'm not saying SharePoint, but the, you know, a lot of times what happens is, well, even in the SharePoint world, where uh, in, rather than go and set things up properly, they will just kind of unlock everything. And, and let people have access. And then they find, hey, people have access to things. They've got wrong permissions. They've got access to wrong areas. We need to go in and kind of lock things down and clean up that, that mess. And, and so when you have a bunch of uh, you know, tools and capabilities that allow now this free flow of information everywhere, but without understanding you know, what are the constraints we should work within, uh, then what happens is you have that cycle of, well, now lock it down and more security focus. So I, mean, I, I see more interest in the security side of information management, policy management as kind of just a reflection of that. Here we are back again, you know, going into that. 
hopefully we don't now have locked down intranets where nobody can move and then they all abandon it and go find other stuff to get. Well, I think it's a good thing, right? Because usually, I mean, we had this debate at Ignite around, do we switch it all on or do we, we switch it on sporadically, right? And the fact that people are, are actually believing in governance now, governance is not a 374-page document that gets printed, someone signs it and they put it, they put it aside in a locking key and, and people refer to it as we have a governance document, but they don't implement it. So governance practices are starting to... And I think also the GDPR has made enough noise globally about the, the importance of security. And for me right now, Azure IP, a unified labeling across in the security and compliance center, it's, it's a great story because now you no longer have to A, make sure people classify content because it will automatically classify based on content inside the document. And also B, you don't have to lock things up. Uh, it becomes ubiquitous to the user. The user creates a document, uh, a power and energy uh, company creates a document about the thickness of their walls around a nuclear reactor. And naturally that becomes classified as highly confidential in the concept. So it's really, it's more about content-based security than users having to label things. And that's very exciting because you, you don't lock anything down. You don't close the doors. SharePoint's available, OneDrive's available, Teams is available, but the content is managed based on what type of information stored inside of it. And that's well, great. You know, in, you know, we did the tweet jam that we just did, this the Cloud Talk tweet jam, we were talking about um, you know, information architecture moving it over yeah. to Teams. And how does yeah. that look? How does, how does that work? And it was, and a lot of it, and people say it's like, well, you know, a lot of that lives in SharePoint. It's like, right, that's kind of point to have the discussion and talk about not all of it there are other other things but I, again it goes to that the concern of organizations Let, let's not get into like you know groups and mapping your uh, uh you know naming uh, uh policies or naming standards to how you know, have sharepoint and 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 teams and the way you know have the exchange works kind of all those those moving parts but just in the information architecture that aspect of it how you set things up how you de deploy it um the concern of a lot of organizations kind of to your point is that by flattening things and we saw this with yammer again you know with yeah. it's very flat in the way that it's structured and and limited the number of controls that you can put in place and it's intentional that way because the lower the barriers the more you know readily people will go in and share and collaborate um so you have those concerns again and what you're saying is a lot of the information architecture of the past is it not, it's not that it doesn't apply, it's that a lot of that is automated and at yeah. the content level rather than having N level of uh, yeah. uh, permission structure. It's, it's, it's not at a container level, it's at a content level, so it's at an object level. And, and coming back to what you were saying about Teams, we started when Teams was launched, and you remember last year in the community reporters gig and we did stuff at the podcast. And we chatted about chat-based information because that's what it is right now. Yeah. I mean, Slack ushered in chat-based information or the concept thereof. Information methane and content blackness. And with that, people are saying, well, where do we put stuff? Because we still have it. Do I put it in OneDrive? Do I put it in SharePoint? And now do I put it in Teams? But no one, and I've been speaking to a couple of internet in a box companies, and I'm saying, so how do you tell your story when you've got teams as well. And for me, it's, well, okay, how do I glue teams to 
SharePoint's rigid information architecture, which shouldn't be too difficult to do, right? Right. So well, I want to build my intranet from Teams. Right. Well, no, I, I mean, the everything that you built inside of SharePoint and that information architecture applies to all of the content, all the artifacts that you're using within Teams. What's you know, there, there's a few di major differences. I mean, one, as you said, is the, the, the conversations, the threaded discussions that happen within teams. And, and what's new for a lot of organizations is so many of them, I mean, very few went in that I've run across, maybe you have different experiences, who consciously went through and had policies with how uh, conversations like in Skype and the, Skype, the chat histories were stored and treated that as an artifact. It is intellectual property for your organization. It's yeah. contextual to the project, the documents, the things that are within SharePoint, but it's over on the exchange workload. So you have tools that can go in and manage to that, but you most SharePoint-centric organizations that are now starting to use Teams, I would argue a lot of them have not been thinking about now how to manage, how to handle that other artifact type. Yeah. Look, it hasn't been done. I think what Microsoft is doing with Microsoft Search is going to make it a little bit easier once they start indexing the entire substrate, right? Yep. They're all going to index that. That's what right we're now, all waiting for. Do you have a date on that yet? Has that been, uh, if you <laughs> can come in contact to that, I keep asking. No, we've been told it's coming. When we asked, when they introduced this big Microsoft Search thing, okay, so you're going to index these. Uh, it's coming. But uh, no, no word on, on the, the repositories that will be indexed. Uh, like you said, you've got the chat and the video sitting inside of Exchange, Richard, and you've got the content sitting inside of the SharePoint. Well, because you know, it's, it's the dream that we've been talking about for a long time. I want to be, whether I'm going in my primary front end experience that I'm in, I'm prime, you know, predominantly in SharePoint or in Teams or Yammer or wherever it is uh, you, you could have on your portal, but have a search experience where I go in and search for something and it's pulling down SharePoint content, all the Yammer conversations and, and, and you know, soon all of the Yammer backend will all be on the SharePoint side. All the Teams yeah. conversations, which the back end is SharePoint, but all the conversation history, kind of everything, other external drives, other your OneDrive, other things that are out there, all of your legacy systems as well, should all be, based on my permissions, uh, should be able to pull up that relevant data uh, and be able to see all of those artifacts, which you just can't do today because not everything is writing to the substrate. We can't, so it's the graph is, that's, that's where things are going. It just can't happen fast enough. Yeah, well, look, we, we, we've seen this trend with Microsoft for the last two, three years, where they're they building the foundation, right? all the glue. They're putting the, that, that glue layer in at the bottom. And once that's in, they switch on, uh, they light up the glue. And then we start seeing, oh, that, that is so cool. Like with Teams now, you're going to be able to see a, a document library that's connected to it. Yeah, from which is good. Well, it, it, and then, and then we're going to have then the I think it, it, because you're right because suddenly it'll be there and it'll accelerate and people will be you know right now are saying can't happen fast enough, uh, and then it'll be like whoa 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 wait a second I'm I'm seeing too much, kind of like when they did the uh, fast search integration like the the first couple waves and people were like search is broken no it's actually now working 
and showing all of the holes in your permission structure. So, yeah, but, but coming back to permission, yeah. someone offers 365 groups inside a SharePoint is just all kinds of stuff. Uh, for teams as well as just generically, you want to add a guest access to an Office 365 group in a more SharePoint site. Uh, control all global use network. So I'm hoping that they fix that. But for me right now, my Christmas wish would be fix groups. So what are, you doing, I mean, what are you doing today in those scenarios where you need to go and pull in external people? Because I, I mean, the uh, unless you just want external users to come in and read something, uh, uh, participate in a meeting that someone else sets up. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's, there's not a lot of functionality. I can't, I don't have the ability to give those external users the ability to do anything, really. I'm just reading. Well, uh, if you're talking teams, it, there's, there's quite a few options, but uh, from a meeting perspective, yeah. Uh, presenter arts and those sort of things, they've come a long way, um, but, uh, so there are things that are being tested that is in the, the earlier rings than what most people see. So rings three and four is generally what we see now, if memory serves. Uh, there are other rings where things get tested. So there are things in the works right now that will make the experience, the overall guest experience. I mean, you've got anonymous join and you can now give a guest presenter rights a guest can allow anyone into a channel or into a meeting. Um, you can mute all. And there's a lot of things that we take for granted that we go and we complain about some. And then we go, but we actually don't know that it's there already. And Microsoft should be talking a lot more about what we take as ubiquitous in the product. Oh, this is teams. We don't, have, we don't realize how much effort there is in being able to provide you with auto mute when you walk into a team meeting. So you don't have that weird background mic to stereo reverb thing. Uh, so there's a lot of AI also built in, where the intelligent communication side, but Microsoft's not making enough noise about how much is baked into the product versus what the features are that stand out. And I think if they, they change up that conversation, people go, well, we didn't know that was there. Yes, because you don't see it because you've done the done so much that it just becomes part of your daily life. Well, and, and part of it too is because I think there was, that there's just this, such this uh, like wall of information, like just seems to be constant. There's stuff, you know, release. And, and at some point it's almost, I don't know, I, I have to be, I have to believe that the product teams have just said, you know, we're going to do this in kind of a more measured tone. And if we, if you're going in and talking about, every little detail of it and we did this and this piece and look you can you can dig within the releases find that information it's not like they're they're hiding that when it's when it's live when it's made public but they're not openly talking about it but where that really comes out and where it resonates with end users is when uh when you start then show them an end-to-end -end scenario which then as you say lights up it highlights you know a bunch of those other new features like whoa i didn't know that it could do that uh i mean that that's uh, that's why it's it, it is uh, smart to pay attention to all the videos of the content that comes out and and uh, and look for the things some of those examples of you know what's not being announced they're announcing here a dozen different things every week every other week there's a list of things that are coming out what are they not telling us watch the videos look at the demos look at the examples yeah. Um, and try and find those other little nuggets. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's reading a picture book and actually reading the text in the pictures. Yeah. Uh, not just looking at the pictures and going, wow. <laughs> pictures are nice, though. Hey, so, Al Alistair, what else do you have going on? What's, what's your next uh, trip? Or, uh, what, what are the rest of your travels for this year? For this year, to tell you the truth, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I'd like, to, I'd like for it to quieten down. But as you know, we've got MIT. That's the official uh, abbreviation. Microsoft Ignite Virtual. So that's happening. I know there's a, there's a few happening in, in December. Uh, I might have to go over to Hong Kong. We've got a customer out there. And, and then it's, it's quiet time until, I think, the 7th of, of January. We've got Ignite the Tour on the 28th and 29th of, of January. Yeah, where, where are you going? So what, what locations are you going to be? Well, we're all waiting for confirmation. We, we haven't, we haven't, uh, but yeah, I think the ones I, I was looking at was Stockholm, Amsterdam, Hong Kong. Uh, there was five or six. I mean, obviously, Johannesburg on the 28th and 29th of, of, of January. But you know what it's like? If you don't start planning in September for the following years, I, I, I missed out on, on, on Mark Rackley's show in, yep. in March because he said submit something. And when I got back from Ignite, the, the call for speakers was right. uh, by the 3rd of October. I was like, shit, man. And then ECS as well and a few others. So you've got to be very strategic about what you submit for. Uh, yes, Ignite the Tour is great. I think it's in 27 countries. So, so that'll be my focal point uh, from, a, from a travel. It's going to dictate where I travel to. Well, how I, I plan out my travel outside of work stuff. I mean, we, we're doing stuff with, with Paul Swider and he's out in, in Boston. Uh, yep. We're doing stuff with Microsoft in Seattle. Uh, we're building some cool stuff. I mean, that's what the company that I work for now. We're, there's 70 developers and they, they want to write code for the sake of writing. Yeah. Not because it's financially viable, which is the crazy part. Oh, let's build a Teams Linux client. Why? Because we hate Electron and it's cool. Yeah. And then, oh, let's build a PHP connector into Power BI and let's open source. That's what these guys do. It's mind-blowing. So, so there's a lot of cool stuff we're doing with, with Microsoft, with the Teams engineering team around a building cool shit. I mean, absolutely is where it's at right now with, with Jason Marino. Uh, so we're spending a lot of time in, in that space. I suspect I'll be traveling quite a bit to your neck of the woods while, look, when we fly, if I'm going to go to the US, I will make it a, a proper trip, not just in and out. No, you got to come to, you got to come up the mountains though. You got to, you come this direction as well. So, I mean, I, I, I you know, unless uh, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not going to Rackley's event. Um, I, I'm hanging out with Swider in uh, Puerto Rico in January, um, but okay. then uh, we're doing another Blockchain Saturday event. Um, oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. But then, uh, and of course, we've got Summit, uh, MVP yeah. Summit. That's happening in March, so. Well, Registered today, yeah. Right. Yep. But uh, yeah, if you come out for a while. You got to come this direction. So come, come do some skiing up in the... Uh, up in the Uinta Mountains here in Utah. Yeah, uh, look, it's a two-hour flight right from Seattle. Yeah, Salt Lake City. Yeah, I've I've actually flown from there on the way to San Diego. So yes, but I should back then. Now that you mention it, uh, because of of the MVP summit, I was like, so do I stay on? Because I'm not just going to fly there and fly back. There's no point in me spending four days and then 
you, you travel 60 hours for four days. Yeah. You lose, you lose, you literally lose four days in travel. So now yeah. I'm going to lose four days in travel and then do four days. No. I, and yeah, I might jump on a plane and come to Utah. Well, you, you lose the time, but you know, you, all those gifts that you get from those uh, sick people that are coughing on the airplane, you gain something back. So, you know, just kind of, you know, balance things out. Working, working. So, so Johnny Utah. Yes. Boy, I mean, that must be great. I just remember that now. Well, there, there'll be, should be plenty of snow around that time. So I know we've got our, uh, you know, we're, we've got our SharePoint Saturday Utah happening on uh, February 9th, but there's some other activities that are happening. Uh, later okay. in the month, and then you know. So anyway, I'll see you a couple times in the spring. But uh, well, if if you if you're not doing anything at the end of February and the first two Saturdays of March, SharePoint Saturday South Africa has been moved to the beginning of next year instead of the end of this year. For yeah, that that last week, I, and I come home on, uh, uh, oh, yeah. on March first. I'm doing the intra team event. I'm in. I'm back in Copenhagen. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did intra team this year. I went there and then came across to someone. But it's one of your son's birthdays, isn't it? Uh, nope. Nope. Which one are you missing? You missed an event because... Uh, well, I just... Uh, so that was my... Yeah, I, I missed Ignite because my yes, youngest yes. left, went on his uh, mission. So he's... All right. He it was less than a week and then he heads down. He's been in Mexico City at the Missionary Training Center and heads down to Cordoba, Argentina for two years. Wow, wow. So, that's, yeah. That's and then, amazing. Yeah. My middle son's back, though, um, end of May from Sweden. Right. And uh, and so get to uh, hang out with him all over again. And so it's going to be in a fun year this next year. So Yeah. But anyway, well, well, Alistair, thanks a lot for your time. And, and one more time, how do people get in touch with you if they want to track you down, stalk you? Uh, at Alistair Pugin, find me on Twitter is probably the easiest way. You can see my ramblings at Regarding365. So go to regarding365.com. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, we've just started a new show called 365 Unplugged, myself and Lorian Strand. Or you can hit me up on your podcast app of choice. Search for Two Guys and Triple. It's a good podcast. So you should give that a listen, folks. So. Well, thanks a lot for your time, Alistair, and we'll catch you soon. It's only taken 17 months to skip on this. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and we'll, we'll let it, we'll double that for the, for the next one. All Just right, great. Thanks a lot, Christian. Thanks a lot. Wow.